0: Thank you. Welcome to The Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by the Scott family. I appreciate everyone tuning in. If you're a fan of The Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals, 502-386-0978. Welcome to The Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined once again by the Scott family. If it's all right, could I have each of you introduce yourself? I'm Tarion Scott. I'm Christina Scott.
1: And I'm Kate Scott.
0: Appreciate um, you allowing me to do the episode today. We've done a couple episodes in the past. We are all jujitsu practitioners. Mm -hmm. You guys actually each individually have won more jujitsu matches than I have.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot. (laughs) And I lost more than you, too. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um,
0: So, you know, of course, you guys, uh, with your gym set up and the way that you kind of train, being that it's not the most normal or most common in 2024, mm-hmm. it's created many interesting conversations, and, and I appreciate you guys letting me uh, touch base back with you to get an update as to how everything's going. How, how, how is training going?
2: Uh, here and there, there and here. <laughs> I think it's more uh, in in my study more theoretical. You know, more I'm you know more thinking about what other people need to do.
0: Okay, you know, so from from maybe a coaching perspective, I
2: I, I think it's a way in which uh, you kind of go through to where you're, where you understand what it is. Then, as you start focusing on other people, then you get to uh, learn that new style of jujitsu, like fat. Jiu jitsu, like yeah, <laughs> like you're losing it, like <laughs> fat, so. fat jiu jitsu, yeah. When you get bigger, <laughs> okay, well, you're not big. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I got well, I used to be a hundred. I used to uh, you dual. competed
0: in wrestling, uh, lightweight, right, in high school, yeah. Sport.
2: Well, in jiu jitsu, I was 136. Okay, what are you at now? Uh, probably like 175, okay. something like that, Same right? Me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you're taller than me, <laughs> okay, <Am I? laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you're way taller than okay. Yeah. I'm five, five So for
0: you, you're relatively heavy. Oh right yeah, now.
2: yeah, right. Is this the heaviest you've ever been? Uh, no, 185.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're adjusting your game as you your weight has has fluctuated a little bit. Your game is maybe a little more pressure oriented, that type of thing.
3: Uh, and way slower. Way slower. Okay. <laughs> well, I've had the opportunity to work with some women to come and train. So my daughter and I are. Improving our teaching skills by helping some women come on Sundays to train with us. So we're enjoying that aspect of it. And, you know, we allow them to um, breathe, the, be their authentic self. So we take time for meditation to give credit to, you know, God or, or your creator. So we really enjoy that aspect of it.
0: And you do the training here?
3: Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. right here on the mats.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and that's mostly female. Yes. Female roles. Well, it's, female. All, fe- it's and, all female. And, okay, involving, mm-hmm. uh, like, live, live roles, everything.
3: Live roles and, you know, working on the stand-up game and just self-protection,
0: When right? you say stand-up, wrestling, takedowns, or I saw a bag hanging up, do you mean yeah, like, striking yeah. also? Yeah. Yes, we do okay. striking, yes, okay.
3: and we're covering all aspects of it, right? So just not the ground, but what do you do? We're standing, and so we're enjoying it. I think they're enjoying the process, too.
4: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Very cool.
1: Yeah, I've just been working on um, just more of the striking aspects. Okay. So working with the, the bag, lots of um, different stand-ups and stuff, mainly helping and support um, Scott and myself. We kind of support each other in our health and fitness. So getting down here on the mats and right. training together, that's really my main focus right now.
0: Bag work, I think, is pretty cool. You can do boxing, like jumping rope, an entirety of a boxing workout. Really get as good of a workout as you want in really minimal risk of, like, injury, obviously. Yes. Doesn't hurt your back as much as a bunch of grappling does. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, I then, think it seems like a good compliment to grappling.
2: And then recently, uh, me and Kate, we start going to the chiropractor. Okay. So that has been, like, a big, ch- like, I didn't realize how misaligned <laughs> I was over all these years when I was like, man, my back or my neck, but, you know, getting the x-rays and then uh, the chiropractor uh, setting us up and I have to do uh, cervical uh, traction on my neck and so, I mean, I was like, wow, I did not realize how that even made, made my jiu-jitsu different, uh, you know, until you fix the physical, you know, then your other physical is affected, sure. you know, so... That was uh, kind of a big change for, I mean, for me, since the last time we talked, is that the chiropractor, I mean, he set my, uh, what's it called, sacrum, or what is it called in the back? Yeah, your sacrum. Yeah, so in that particular area, and he set it, and I was like, instantly, I was like, wow. I said, I can feel it, like, in my legs, and the way I move my legs, even, you know, doing the jujitsu. So that's a wonderful impact.
3: Mm-hmm. And just to add to that, I would say Scott and I have been really thinking about the theories regarding our right. seminary Jujitsu academy. Okay. academy. And so with me finishing up my doctorate this semester, you know, we really had some time to think about what our values are, what our mission is going to be, and what our theories are that we're going to incorporate into the seminary. So we've been really thinking about the curriculum for our students and how we want that to continue on. And then even our own children, since they are completing their education, we have one son that's looking at being a lawyer, is accepted into law school and our other son is in college. So they've seen their jiu jitsu kinda decrease so that their education can increase.
2: Yes. Yeah, so when you are kind of trying to balance uh, doing the physical aspects of jiu jitsu and then balance the theoretical, the learning, the academic side of everything that kind of pulls together uh yeah it could be a challenge like it's just a balance so you have to give and take <laughs> and it's like so i remember the, the days in which i could spend like you know four or five hours just doing jiu which was great but it's like now I, I can't do that like sure. and i'm studying for my doctorate in education so i'm uh, almost to my capstone or my uh, major project or dissertation aspects of it where she's finishing hers up then Kate just started her doctorate in health science. So, yeah, we're, we're at this.
0: It's a whole other different challenge. <laughs> I, you may not like to do this, but could you guys give a recap of what your academic credentials are, please? I have, uh, a MBA,
2: I have earned an MBA and a master's in project management, master's of science in project management, uh, two bachelors and associates in construction.
3: I have a master's in... Adult and community education, also a master's in athletic coaching education, and also a master's in theological studies. And I have a bachelor's in marketing, and I'm working on my doctorate in adult and community education.
1: And then I have an associate's in applied science, which is what I got to become a physical therapist assistant. I also have a bachelor's in communication disorders, which is what you, the prereq for speech language pathology. Then I have a master's in educational counseling and school psychology with an emphasis in positive coaching, and I'm working on my doctorate in health sciences.
0: Okay, so how old is seminary jiu-jitsu now? Well, I I, I think of like
2: seminary jiu-jitsu has been something that has always been happening for like ever since we really kind of even started jujitsu. So... When I say that, I raised my children... We homeschooled all our kids. So they were always being taught the thought of uh, what I kind of coined known as uh, theogogy, which is uh, the understanding of connecting to a spirit that's greater, greater than you to be your master. So that theory... Uh, which is which I call probably the most superior theory of all the gaji, which is like you can have uh Uutagoji, and pedagogy, but Theogogy is what the scriptures kind of teach, which is that God can teach you all things and that there's no other greater master than him, and then that And that we should not have anybody before us or thou shall have no other God, which a God is just simply a spirit and a soul. So a spirit is located in a soul as surely as an office is located in a mansion, if that makes sense. So we have always been teaching the seminary aspects of it. So I gave, I just recently, uh, uh, gave my oldest son his black belt in, uh, we don't call it seminary uh, jiu-jitsu any longer. Okay. We call it seminary martial science. Okay. Right. So just so we don't get it all
0: confused. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so, so I said this, I said, so man, these people are really getting confused. <laughs> okay. So between. Uh, uh, you touched on something interesting there. So it was called at one point. Uh, seminary jiu-jitsu. And when you guys originally had received some criticism, maybe through McDojo Life or whoever was, right. you know, the art the people who had covering those types of things. Which misunderstood. The, 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 the misunderstanding was that there was a, a ceremony where you were awarding each other rank. Yes. And it was presented as seminary jiu-jitsu because you are jiu-jitsu practitioners. Right. Practitioners, that Sounded too close to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Right. Received some criticism, so you have now uh, uh, retroactively changed it to Seminary Martial Science. Martial Science, okay. I, you know, so it's not just learning
2: the art, but you also learn the science. What are you breaking? Mm, okay. How are you breaking it? How much, uh, uh, you know, pressure does it take to break it? Like, so it's more in depth than just doing. And does that involve striking? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah and and uh, really kind of more like um learning like this um like the marine combatives the army combatives Okay. so it's a very it's more simplified jiu jitsu okay that is just it's not brazilian jiu jitsu oh my god you with brazilian jiu jitsu you have to study for like how long is it taking some people 16 years and it, i don't know why it would take 16 years but it's taking them 16 years to get a black belt yeah so in a, so when we start saying opening up a seminary, a seminary is a theological school. So then it can have a uh, jujitsu program, which we are calling that jujitsu program within that uh, seminary school, Seminary Martial Science. So we haven't even named the seminary school yet because we have to establish that to the public. But in, in our development, That's where we are, where things start with your family first, and then it goes out from your family to the public. So, you know, so like you see like uh, people who open up churches. No, take care of your family first, then you expand it out. So everything usually always starts at the core. So our children have been the first to go through our seminary uh, school and also experience uh, seminary martial science—that okay. makes sense.
0: Okay, um, I have a parallel I'm going to try to make. I have made friends with some Muslim people recently mm-hmm. uh, through the boxing gym I go to, and uh, when it comes to a situation where a man has multiple wives over time, oh, okay, uh, the 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 I would say misnomer about that that I've been learning. Mm-hmm. is interesting. So I want to hear what you guys think of my analysis or my comparison. Yeah. <laughs> um, in that that culture, what I've r- r- heard and read, actually, is um, that, yes, on occasion that does happen. Yes. The male is, the father, is always financially still responsible for all his kids, and that's a big yes. deal. Um, so it's not promoting anything counter to a, a strong... Um, I guess, you know, structural family. It's not Mm -hmm. promoting that at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that in some ways it has been maybe misconstrued and used as a pejorative to describe the Muslim culture, when in reality it's not presented that way, at least from what I've been hearing. Does that make any sense? It's not as negative of a way that it's presented to the general public.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, and then you'll find out it's also in some factions which are uh, based upon Christianity that uh Mormonism contained oh, okay, it. okay.
4: That's a version um, Okay. Is Mormon right.
0: Wow, we could go in a lot of different directions.
4: Right. No,
2: no. Well uh Buddhism okay <laughs> Hinduism has it like sure. okay. there's like yeah when you start like studying all the different religions you will see that it it is natural for it to happen because situations naturally make it happen. Okay. So for instance like this, and I'll just talk from a, a Christian or a Christian standpoint that when we start looking at the lineage of Christ coming through the loins or the uh, seed of Boaz, Boaz took a wife who was named Ruth. Kay. And in that same story, Boaz was already married. Okay. While Naomi, which was her mother-in-law, told her to go, uh, the, the husband died, Ruth's husband died, which was her son, told her that she has the right to go into the barn and cover the foot of Boaz. And then, uh, even though he was a married man. Mm. So, so when we say this and I say this in the proof that's in this, in those works is that Leah, uh, or it stated that the other elders noticed how God had made the house of Boaz, uh, uh, very similar, or the women like Leah and Rachel, hmm. which did build the house of Israel. So, so that was to denote that he was polygynous. So, then of course, that lineage goes down from Boaz to Jesse. Jesse is the father of King David, right?
0: The lineage, I watched a video <laughs> about the history of, um, I think it was um, related to, you know, the history of the lineage of Jesus and his family mm-hmm. his, historically. And, man, it goes on and on and on. There's a lot to all, the, yes. all that Bible talk. There's <laughs> right. a lot of details in
2: there. <laughs> yes, and especially when, in regards to, like, uh, relationships. Huh, okay. You know, and just how it's just flowing down. And so... That's why, you know, I usually uh, call people kind of hypocrites. They're actors. When you criticize polygyny, you literally hate God. Mm. Like, there's no way. Or I simply say it this way. I'll say, now, could you imagine that you wanted to go see this one famous guy who was a writer and a singer and a composer of music, and he made these things called the Psalms? And you came and you talked to this guy and you came and you said, you know, I hate those people that got many wives. And then King David looks at King David will look at you and say, get the fuck out of here. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> you would not fit in. And you, or you say, I want to go talk to one of the wisest people on the face of the earth. That Solomon, dude. Do you know I hate those polygynous people? Man, a guy that has many wives, I don't like that person. Then Solomon says, look at, look, at, look at you and says, get the fuck out of here. It, that's how I am with people. Sure, It's like you, you, you're acting. You act like you like the people in the Bible. <laughs> King, uh, King Jesus, he, he didn't have no problem with King David. He came from them. He wasn't hating them. Right, You weren't a hater of their realities Now don't get me wrong When Solomon went and messed around with someone else Or no, King David went and messed around with someone else's wife That's when he got in trouble
0: <laughs> and, that's, and that's a bad thing
2: <laughs> Yeah, that's a bad thing Oh no, yeah, you don't mess around with nobody else's wife You bring a woohoo upon your house <laughs> Like so yeah, you avoid that nonsense mm-hmm. So, which I do a lot of people say that They're thinking like I'm some like whoremonger or something it's like no, this very respectful, uh, you know, I don't like sitting lust after other guys' wives and stuff. That that's like not even logical, you know. I would be thinking, may your house be blessed. Yes. <laughs> no, may you continue on, and I don't ever want to see your house destroyed. I'd rather see that you just going on, you know, and that and that the that your seed be at peace, you know, because the term the uh, divorce is terrible. Like what it does, you know, tearing up people's houses, the confusion that the kids go through and just miss. Everything is misguided. And where's my daddy? <laughs> you know, God sent me here to my daddy. And which is the truth of the seed, you know, and then everything is all confused. Right. And God is not the author of such confusion. That's why he tells us he hates
0: divorce. Right. So I hate the things that God hates. So your your view on marriage has biblical mm-hmm. precedent. Oh yes, yes. And then and God is the controller of such
2: things. You know you don't you don't have to buy a piece of paper to be married. You have to hmm. get God to approve your marriage. You know so and this is uh, the thoughts of priesthood. You know nobody was going buying a piece of paper. You know or registering. You know you would just say you would put your uh, your treasures up in heaven you would the things that you valued you would put that before god 's throne and so then those were uh, set as memorials before him and still today his business has not changed he 's still in business and uh, so when 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 I conduct or when I take people through the process of getting their marriages or whatever it 's like hey what do you want to say to God?
0: Have you ever performed a, uh, a marriage ceremony for someone? Myself. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, not God. too far. Mm-hmm. And did you have to be an ordained minister for that? God? Okay, so God, you, yeah, you, God. you didn't need a certification from someone on earth.
2: Yeah, no, see, so then that, that's what we try to say. Uh, in truth, the, the church of God is not registered under man. It is superior to men. Mm. God, they register with him. That's why the the Constitution uh, and God we trust. Mm -hmm. It's not, God is not inferior. Mm -hmm. God is almighty. And any man, all knees shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. It's a scary uh, state of mind when a person gets so high-minded Matter of fact, you could call it even uh, the trick of what Satan did to Lucifer to get him so high-minded that he could think that he could put his throne above God. That's nuts. (laughs) Like, that's a psychopath. Because when judgment comes, you're not going to face that man. You're going to face God. You will have to stand there in front of your creator, not a man that did not
0: create you. right. Some of the maybe evangelical right in our country, i don't know what you want to call it the Christian people in our country
4: mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> seem to be um, believe in some end time end of time rapture type things that have to do with maybe with Israel or you know mm-hmm. i don't know the exact description of what, of what that side would actually believe right What do you guys think of? Um, Jesus coming back. Is that, is that something that, that you need to be prepared see, for at see, all times? And, and see, and or is that something that's going to be prompted by man? And does that any of that play into maybe this Israel-Palestine stuff? See,
2: that, that's a misconception about that subject. Uh, Jesus has always been here. Jesus is not coming back. That actual statement is Jesus is going to be retreating meaning he won't be here mm. and he's going to take whatever's connected with him with him. So he's going to retreat his army. So that's why the trumpets are going to sound and it's the sound of his retreat, not his coming. Now he will appear in the sky. So for all to see, but that's to see that he's leaving. So then therefore the world will be just up under the dominion of the God of this world. All right. Do we have any idea when that will be? Uh, it, it, well, he tells I you. Need don't, de- I need details. No, no, no. He, he, no, he, he tells us, he says, don't, don't give thought to things that you... Okay. You, you know, what the kingdom of God is set in order or what God Father, which is a kingdom, it's a city. That's what they mean by God the Father. It's the soul of the thought of God. And the thought of God is on the throne. So what is set by God... We don't have to give thought to it. All we're supposed to do is every day uh, submit to God who is thinking and get our daily bread and make sure that we're presented into that kingdom because thy kingdom come is supposed to be a reality that's supposed to happen in every true Christian's life. It's like it's, some, it's an order. It ain't, it's like you're a wall if you're in an army and you don't fulfill the king's Demands
0: so then it's following orders All right. i'm not the most knowledgeable about the Bible do yeah you, right. do you guys have any favorite books of the bible or, or what are your favorite um, uh, bible oh. studies I would say the fav,
2: the my favorite Bible to read would be the Geneva instead of the King James King James would be my second okay uh, and then of course i can I can go and learn like or read some of the Septuagint type uh, Bible. But I mean, most people aren't speaking that language. So, <laughs> but I think when you kind of get down to the, uh, I think my favorite book in regards to like it is the Concordians.
0: <laughs> Why is that?
2: Because it unlocks the understanding, right? Because uh, without understanding what you're reading, it doesn't matter what book it is. If you're not going to see it from the perspective of the people who wrote it, you know, because you get the translations. Translations can just throw you so far off, especially after it keeps getting translated. You know, what's that one thing with the um telephone game? Yeah, the tele that's what you get every time someone touches it. It's like it's getting worse. Mm-hmm. Right? And so we see it happening in all these new translations. That's why when someone says this Oh, I, I always say this. Uh, there's this one notion of a Holy Spirit and then a Holy Ghost. Hmm. So Christ promised to send the Holy Ghost. But now in the New Translations, they have Holy Spirit. But there was a big, there's a difference between a spirit and a ghost. Okay. A, a spirit makes a ghost. So that's how you can see a ghosting hmm. of, of a person's spirit. And so, you know, so you kind of lose that understanding that we are made in God's image and likeness. So then if God is able to ghost to us and he gave us a spirit, then we must be able to ghost to him. So then you would lose that, you know, communion or holy communion in, in, the, in the spiritual, uh, spiritual relationship that you could have to be able to present yourself before God. So, yeah. So that, that's my, my my little spill on the
3: Bible thing. I would just like to add that my favorite book is, I would say, the Bible. The book of books, right? There's 66 books inside of that book. And I I would say that is my favorite book because it teaches you about who you are, right? And I feel when people are telling you not to read a book, Most likely you should be reading that book Mm. because what I've learned from the Bible, I've learned so much about who I am as a God, right? A lowercase g and what is that understanding and then understanding about my soul, also known as my mansion or my house, and then understanding my spirit inside of my soul and helping me understand how to manage my spirit so that I can be productive spiritually and also in our society. So
0: I would say that's the best book. And you all three were raised Christian?
1: No. Kate? I was, um, <clears throat> my mom, she took an approach of letting me discover it myself. Okay. So she I, she didn't take me to a church or anything like that. I actually went to um, a Lutheran church a little bit as a child. And then um, I actually had one of my friends in high school witness to me. And that's when I told God, okay, I'm going to give my life to you. I'm going to seek after you. He says, seek after me and you will find me he'll draw closer to him he'll draw closer to you and long story short she also taught me that that small voice what we call our conscience is him speaking to you so i was taught at a very young age to look for that that there was something else there and then through that so before even going to a man on this earth i knew that god could think to me and so he's led me throughout my whole entire life. So through that, you know, our relationship grew.
0: So in high school is when you mm-hmm. started to get into church. Yeah, really.
1: when, I, when I really got serious. Well, not just church, but Your relationship, my relationship huh? with God really grew exponentially. You know, started to really blossom at that point in time.
0: You guys have any um, religious topics that you possibly disagree on? I don't know. What do you guys think about let's let's touch on some fun ones. What about abortion? Oh.
2: Okay, so so now it in regards to like Christianity, I teach the thought that I do not okay, it's an army. So when you join an army, it has its own code. The code for the people's conduct. So, they also do it in corporations. If you join a corporation, this, this is our handbook for conduct. Yeah. So, if you are not a part of something, you should never, ever be uh, accountable or responsible for trying to live the life of those
0: who are accountable to it. Interesting. So, if someone has not accepted Jesus into their life, I think that they're supposed expect to, th- to hold them to that same standard. Bingo.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. I would never, ever try to enforce that upon them because I know they're not a part. And they are telling you that they're not a part, which is very honest. So then as a, as a Christian, I don't need to. Oh, I think I, oh man, when people say this, they're like, oh wow. You know, we got these homosexuals coming out or this and this. I was like, what are you talking about? They already been here. Like, <laughs> what are you talking? I would rather that they be truthful On how they're living, because that is the, that is, it's showing the truth that they are not in the body, right? But then now when you start saying that you come into the the leadership within the body of Christ, then if you join, then I must hold you responsible, you know, to that. Then that's when I'm going to talk to you. You know, that's when I'll be like, hey, you know, we don't conduct ourselves like that. Okay. You know you need to you need to start learning how to use your inner man inside of your office and rebuke your subconscious and deal with the ghosting of the flesh that we know about and get that uh, uh, well you come and talk to me and you and I'll be like and get that shit together cause that shit ain't that shit ain't kosher so you know get your life in order God ain't thinking it so then when we say that then control your faith or control your reality making and so you know but then why would I hold someone if they if 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 a person hasn't went through the four baptisms to me and the scriptures teach this all those scriptures that you read about are really being written for the people of four baptisms it is a code anything after the book of acts it's like you, you you know it's like are you going to join the church are you going to be a part of the body of Christ? You know, so the body of Christ is not this. You you have many people who are acting or enacting on it or or hopefuls and they're trying to get into the body of Christ their way, but God has already made a way. So then you have to go down that road. And so uh which which has been prophesied that many people will be doing this. But so no, I so that's why I kind of tell people, it's like, you know, why are that's you not being so- really a
0: political answer? You're not giving a political answer. No, right?
4: no, no. You're it's- not saying
0: that you think it should be legal. You're saying from a Christian standpoint, I think it should you, be expected you, you hold, for, for <laughs> people who, who are yes. holding them to that standard. They're yeah. to that standard. Right. Yeah. So for the, the other people, it's not your business is what you're saying. Right. That's none
2: of my business. I don't have no right to be like, uh, I will not throw a stone at you. You know, or I ain't gonna send some uh, thought of correction. You know, what you about know, your
0: tax dollars being used for it?
2: That w- if if I gave it, it ain't mine.
0: <laughs> okay. okay.
2: So so that's not my tax dollars. Okay. If you give some away, it ain't for you to tell. Say what is how it's supposed to be used. You paid the taxes, <laughs> so you paid it. It's no longer. So then you forget about it. Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and
3: then shut up. Okay. <laughs> and go about your business. Okay. Yeah, I agree with what Scott said. To hold other people accountable for being under the thinking or the leading of God, I think is, it's just irresponsible. And, you know, it's really harmful to that person.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Probably applies to other parts of life too, not just the abortion topic.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, just, in, I mean,
2: well, so then, and then at the same sense, you know, the it's taught in regards to, well, Paul teaches it, that we're supposed to pray for our leadership regardless of who's in office.
0: That's interesting. I hear, I go to church with my wife on Sundays. Yeah. go to a Catholic church, and they do Yeah, continue. I pray for everybody. They do like, say prayers for our I mean, leaders. Like, they they specify you know, that each week.
2: It's like, I mean, sometimes I have to say it when I hear what they're saying. I'm like, please bless that nutcase. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So I'm praying praying right now for Joe Biden.
2: (laughs) He's kind of losing it. Help him bring Uh it back together. Let's bring it back together. (laughs) But, you know, but I'm praying. Right. And, you know, so I know the realities of what I'm seeing. And I'm going like, uh, you know, but I I think it's. uh, What do you mean? you You don't think Joe Biden's doing really well? No, sometimes I didn't think Trump was doing really well okay. <laughs> No, it, all of them now, I'm just saying at Sometimes,
0: just the pressure of the office Yeah, I've seen some before and after pictures right. Everybody looks all worn All of them I can't blame them, but, I can't but imagine there There's probably a lot we don't know about, too
2: Yeah, yeah, right You're not hearing all the pressures That this person is going through Did they get sleep that night? You don't know Like, then they're
0: trying to talk <laughs> And it's like, uh-oh that person getting no sleep. <laughs> they may have been just been told there was a credible threat on their life. Right. Or something like, right? Yeah. That, that may not be uncommon. I don't know. And right. then they don't release that necessarily to the public, I don't think. Like when 9-11 mm-hmm. happened, I heard that they're, they were like, yeah, we had credible reasons to think something was going to happen, but- that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Like what the yeah. hell? I don't. Need, so yeah. you do well, this shit that we just have no idea what they're doing. What, right, right, right. what is going on at all?
2: Yeah, you don't. You don't know the whole story. Right. And right. so, yeah, that's that's when you kind of. I don't. I don't say call them conspiracy theories because sometimes they're conspiracy, right?
0: <laughs> right. That, that, that's a good question. That's a good question. What's, what do you guys have any favorite conspiracy theories? Well, flat earther. Because the earth is flat Okay You you believe the earth is flat
2: <laughs> No I didn't believe I know I, I, Okay Okay right. And and the reason why I know Is because I Because The designer uh, Speaks that it is And, and if I If I kind of go into a, uh, Some of the spiritual aspects Yes The earth is flat Okay <laughs> But and however the though s- The Bible says so Oh yeah yeah Right Right Okay, okay. And so uh, but then at the same sense, you know, I do understand the agenda right so i so me personally, I know that uh great is the road to destruction, and very few people will find it, so I don't expect people to uh I could tell the truth all day long, but because of strong delusions and because of uh what God created uh in this whole world of testing. You, most people ain't gonna never come to the truth. Even if I say the truth, it doesn't matter, you know, because most people—it's hard for them to escape from the fact that they have been deceived. Mm. You know, so you know, it, so and you, you, there's so many, so much deception, and and prosperity from deception. <laughs> that uh, that that's the way in which people are just uh encapsulate it but i prefer that most people are uh dang, how do i describe this i prefer that most people are uh proven for the capability not to want truth mm, proven
0: uh, for the capability not to want truth
2: and i say that because the the promises of you know eternal life is like going to live in a community and you would rather only live amongst people who really wanted life mm. so I don't want to live with people for eternity or uh, souls or lesser God who does not want life you know I, so I prefer to be separated so I'm, I, so so we learn to give thanks for all things you know it's not. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: that makes sense. Well, I think what you're trying to say, you want to be around like-minded people, right? Whether you want to be enlightened, we want to be around those people, and those that don't want to be enlightened, we don't <laughs> want to be around those people. Well, especially for eternity, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> which, which you know, so. But but even yeah. those people that maybe you don't necessarily want to be around, you don't nec- You don't wish it ill on yeah. them.
2: No. Uh, I hope I hope the best for them. You know. Mm-hmm. But then you ha- you, ha- you know, when I say this that Christ has given orders that we should not give our pearls out to the swine. in other words, those who would just trample over the thoughts. that's why a lot of stuff is encoded like a, like a secret code within things, and then those who are pure of heart uh, or pure of uh, source of thought, uh, or your conscience uh, uh, having a willingness for God to be able to write onto the tablets of your heart, you know, this opening of your spirit, that there are so many people that are so honoring that God will come and knock on the door of their mansion and knock on the door of their spirit and then say, hey, come in and let me have dinner with you and let me sup with you and let me come and give you some bread of life or the manna from on high. And so many people will say, I don't want to do that I can can bake for myself I can make my own bread I can think for myself and so then those types of people who are uh, put in the delusion that their strength and their power is in what they do then they denounce God because God is in the business of of leading us and guiding us in all righteousness so then so those people that don't want to have repentance you don't want to stop thinking to hear oh well but yeah, yeah, you go on, you yep, yep just keep on going, <laughs> go down the road that you want to go on, you know, because that's your reality, that's where you want to be, right? So everyone picks. So I respect people for their choices, you know. I say, I, hey, I'm very respectful. Hey, love you, love you for where you are, <laughs> and so we're we're so you so really. When you become a Christian, a person of four baptisms, you more become a watcher of people. So I'm not in. I'm not in a organization down here on the face of the earth. When I talk about the Melchizedek Priestly Order, all that stuff is up in heaven. You don't have to make a church Mm. like it's it's heaven, (laughs) right? That is the church. Like so, uh, he said that he would go prepare a place for us. And that where he is, we may, that we may also be. So then we learn to be there as uh, spiritual entities, as uh, lesser gods. We learn to get into his presence because love or respect drives us to be there. So then those that will worship God will worship him in spirit and in truth, that we would see him in our office with with our eye or our inner man, and that we would acknowledge him on a daily basis, right, so then that's how easy church is, and then we don't well i don't we don't pay tithes to nobody, mm. we just pay our attention to God, okay, which is the most valuable thing that you could ever give him is to give him your
0: attention And in, in a way, your approach to your practice of religion is consistent with your approach to your practice of your martial arts yes, so then
2: so for me. Where I know that most people uh, would not have the voice of God, they they don't get that every you know I'm getting that every day. So when God told me I was a black belt in my eighth year, you know, I, oh it was hard to try to go tell you know people who don't hear the voice on a daily. And I know that God is always right. I ain't never seen him wrong, right? He's the king of righteousness, Melchizedek. That's the, what what the, uh, Melchizedek means. What is it, Chesedek? Uh huh. Melchizedek or Melchizedek, depending on who talks. And so, uh, so then hearing his voice, you know, and and then hearing what other people were saying, and I'm going, you know what? Uh, Jesus told me I was already a black belt. When you going to catch up? To What God is saying, did you say that to anyone? <laughs> no, 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 that's what I'm thinking You're in my like, head. I'm just like, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll be a brown belt making uh, <laughs> making uh, brown belts into black belts. Yeah. I guess I'll be doing, but I know what God had said, I know his righteousness, right? So, you know, that's why I kind of uh, made that statement where I said, No, I said, God told me I was a black belt now. Most people have never even said on a the pulpit. they don't even know what it what the job is. They don't know what it encompasses right so yeah for for priests we we ha we are of a different mindset you know from laity or the uh what we call the common person like when you had to deal with the voice, you got the pressure of the voice of God on you telling you right. Then you have those that are not paying attention to it, mm. and then they're living their lives in a carnal or more lawful sense. So the so the law is for the carnal, but for the spiritual, the thought of God is our ruling entity, right? So that that's what was hard for me. So then when I made them um, black belts, I gave which i specifically says it's informal mhm like there's a difference between formal and informal.
0: You, you, mm-hmm. that that was originally what you you had said was it was. A, yeah, it's informal. right in the video. He okay, puts it okay. up there too, and it says informal. He? You say he
2: uh, that uh, what's that guy's name? Dojo, McDou- yeah, the Dojo guy, McDoujo Life guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, he can't read either. Okay, okay. <laughs> I said because he can't read. <laughs> I said, ooh, the unlearned, right? <laughs> and so anyway, so it says informal. Informal means that I acknowledge that I'm not formally doing this. Mm -hmm. Meaning that you can informally give, for instance, like the mayor... Or the governor, or president, they do that, yeah. Uh, honorary. Honor, honor, I think I saw uh, Donald
0: Trump got a, a yeah. honorary like taekwondo black belt. Right. <laughs> it looked really cool. It yeah. Was, like, really like,
2: badass. It's all like like this gold and stuff it on it. It was yeah, gold. <laughs> like you're like, oh my god. And he, like, he took
0: pictures of it. He's very proud. It was like, good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right, right?
0: And but you know, like nobody <laughs> thinks that that means he's real. Good. Right. Yeah, or, or 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 okay. What, what's each of your Brazilian jiu-jitsu ranks? I, I'm brown belt. Mm-hmm.
3: Brown belt? <laughs> right.
0: No, no, no.
2: You you you're honorary black belt. That's what I'm saying. From or informally oh, yeah. a black, okay, black belt. Okay, okay. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, okay yours. Yeah, informal black
4: mm-hmm. belt. Informal,
2: okay. But then formally mm-hmm. on record with IBJJF or JJGF, no, we're brown belts. All three are brown belts. Right. Yes. So yes. I've I've they've never gave me a BJJ belt informally. If you look at that picture, it has a purple sleeve on it. Yeah, that was they, not that
0: was not a jujit.
2: They right. made me the first uh what we call now seminary martial science mm-hmm. black belt and which is for our school, right? Right. And so the other part that most people don't know and I I was I wasn't talking about it, you know, because it was just uh, I didn't want to deal with it. It's COVID stuff and all this other stuff. But the other aspect was that, at that particular time, okay, so we had a black belt over our black belt that was striping us, and so that black belt fought his black belt during an IBJJF tournament. Was this when you not when you lived in this area? No, no, no. This is yeah. This is up in Muncie. So we had our dojo. So I'm the head instructor. So I'm knowing what's going on, right? And so. It is taboo to fight your black belt in a tournament. Mm-hmm. Like, you would never do it. Like, oh, my God. Because you're asking, what would it look like on the podium?
0: Yeah. yeah that would,
2: it, it, you know, you beat your black belt, and then he's second place, and you first place. Like, and why would you ever want to disgrace your black belt? But that did happen. Yes. America. So then that black belt, who's a very famous black belt,
0: he disowns uh, my black belt. They that relationship so the, the, gone. The, the instructor one, the one who was ranked ahead, right? One he beat the other one. Then the one who lost. Well, no, dis- no, that that famous black belt did beat his student. Okay, he, he beat oh, his he student. Him. But then, then the student <laughs> disowned the instructor. No, the instructor. The, okay, his his master
2: said, "No, I'm not doing you no more. Go find somebody else." Hmm. So then at the same sense, so then when I uh, went to that team, I was picking that team because I love the lineage. Because it went from, and I'm not going to say people's names, but it went all the way up to JJGF, which is where I was trying to point to because, you know, I love the JJGF aspects of keeping the, ju- the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu more pure. You say JJ? Uh,
0: uh, GF.
2: Yeah, the J- Jiu-Jitsu Global Federation. Okay. Right. And that's headed by Hickson.
0: Okay, okay,
2: right. So, you know, so you get like Pedro Salyer and all those guys, you know, Henner, Hir- you know, very orderly, <laughs> uh, minded people, right? You know, they got curriculums, <laughs> okay. you can find out what they're talking about, <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> right? And so, uh, you know, and and not to say that they're not a sport, mm-hmm. I mean, because wow, they have great sports practitioners, but then they, they good at fighting, right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, more and then street applicable. Like, you know, they're out to make sure that you know how to take care of business on the street, not take business, take care of business on a mat. A mat is not realistic, right? You can't just fall down to the ground and hit your head down and do an arm bar and say, then get up and say, I won. No, you knocked yourself out. You're unconscious. (laughs) You lost. Right. And so, uh, so then when we lost that connection, you know, I was like going through the COVID stuff and school is kind of shut down because of it. and And I'm just like, man, I don't even know what to say to my family, you know, that we're losing that connection. And so then they find someone else to replace, you know, that person. And I'm like, I don't even know who this person is. Like,
0: so this was around 2020, right? So then I felt like I got at that time you were k- commuting to Muncie. No, no, we were living in Muncie. Okay, yeah, And You yeah. did not come to this area until then. No, no, we just we had this house just sitting. Oh, okay, okay,
2: okay. Yeah, yeah. I take my. You did too. Like we left. Like we were all living up in a dojo.
0: Uh, I see. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. We lived up in a dojo for like what three to four years. Right. So it, it, which, that's what I kind of uh, find so amazing that people judge me. And it's like, yeah, well, when did you ever wake up in the dojo? Mm. When, how many tournaments have you done? Like, you know, what does it feel like? How much money have you spent? You know, how much do you love what you say you love? Mm. How much are you willing to put, how much heart do you put into it? So, you know, I know that people haven't gotten to my levels of like, sitting and thinking about and musing about things, nor could they keep up with me
3: (laughs) because I go circles around most people. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Just to add to what Scott is saying is that, you know, I've seen, we've been married for what, almost 24 years now. So I've seen this renegade develop. So what Scott is doing, he's done either, even more renegade things. I mean, we've left our jobs on our way to getting six figures and we didn't work for like six, what, 12 years at least. No mm-hmm. income coming in. Mm-hmm. So that we could While invest. on your
0: martial arts journey.
3: No. Well, this, was, this was before the martial arts journey. So okay. that's our second journey, right? Okay. But I'm trying yeah. to explain about our Sorry, renegade mean mentality. Meaning, you know, if we feel that we're called by God to do something, we're willing to give up everything that we have mm-hmm. to take on that charge. And we did that 20-some years ago when I left my job as a stockbroker. And he mm-hmm. left his position as a Microsoft Certified Systems Engineer, right? Yeah. And we're starting yeah. out. And in that process, we had children in this building that we lived in in the jungle and like the worst area in the city of St. Louis. and probably one of the worst cities oh, wow. out of the state. And, we and that's the to- area
0: you grew up in, right? Excuse no, 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 no. We, no, we moved to it. We moved to that. To you, that where, area. where did you grow up? At, so Christina? both of
3: us are from St. Louis. Okay,
0: that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, So but It is St. Louis, but not that neighborhood. <laughs> but not you that neighborhood. You guys ended up buying, got a good deal on a, a place in a, not the best neighborhood. No. no. Yeah, $5,000 building. Yes.
3: Yeah, so can you imagine what it looked like (laughs) for $5,000? Did you
0: pay $5,000 for the building? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's kind of cool. Well, it was a mercantile uh, building, too. Was it like uh, insulated and it was actually an okay building, just a bad area, or it was a shitty building, too? Yeah, shitty (laughs) building. Shitty area, shitty building. Right. (laughs) Okay.
3: And so we lived on top, and we had commercial on the lower level, but we had the thought to start a non-for-profit, a 501c3 there. Community Restoration Group. right? And so in the process, we started fixing up that building and we started making partnerships with the local public school system and we started a reading educational program for young adults to help them acquire their GED. But also, while we were looking at helping our community, that's when we started our own family and started educating them and preparing them to be successful, right? So... Like Scott said, it starts with our family, and then we bring it out to the community. So we're on our second go round, I would say, with the with this project.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of approach the same way. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, you know, for us having to follow God, God will get you out of your comfort zone. So I mean, this is a nice house. This is a beautiful Mm -hmm. house, beautiful neighborhood too. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, so driving in here, I'm always I'm
0: like. Wow, and
2: crazy. so then the thoughts of uh, apostoling or uh, what we call apologists or uh, propagandists, active, uh, activists, or no, uh, advocate. So those uh, parts of it and dealing with more spiritual things where I had to go up to Muncie. It wasn't just to move up to Muncie. It was no because of the problem. So it's a spiritual stuff that, you know, happens because of that. So we had the opportunity of, oh, being in that building. We were praying for people. We were doing all these other things, not just jujitsu. And even the people that were coming to it, we were ministering to those people. Right. So then. And impacting just the community. So but then the one thing that uh I I think was probably the biggest part was in Saint Louis, that same building, we donated it, we left it, so I fixed it up. So it was probably had the value of like some you a know, hundred something thousand, you know, back then or whatever, after I fixed it up. Who Put knows a, what that's worth now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's probably worth like probably like two fifty or something like that's that. Wild. Right. And so but I left it to another pastor. You know, just for free and clear. I just said, hey, you take that and you use that building to help other people. So even at the same sense, people are being blessed in that same building through our charity, right? So, so then at the same sense, then that same building up in Muncie, no, the the one guy that was next door, uh, and he happens to be kin to the balls, like Ball State, okay. like the Ball Mason, like you know. And so but he was doing charity. And so he had a place next door. And I remember when I first walked, um, came up there and I got into that, I saw the building. I went across the street and I talked to him and I said, hey, I said, well, you know, I said, I'm Apostle uh, Tarion. And he says, oh, he says, oh, and I started explaining to him, I said, do you know that the wealthy are supposed to think about the poor? And that they're supposed to be the ones making the sacrifice being able to move by the thought of God so that God is not burdened on his throne, having to hear the prayers of those people who are suffering. So money solves a multitude of problems. And he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, but they won't listen to me. And I said, okay. I said, and I was wondering why I had to come up here. I said, well, I'll be an example. So you know what I did? I I, kind of asked him, I said, what should we do with this building? I said, we should leave the building to him. We left that building to him. So we're not just people of, you know, we suffer for his namesake. We sacrifice for his namesake. When God can tell you not just give 10%, no, I want you to give 90 and be glad that God let you have the 10 And when God can speak to your heart to guide you, to tell you to sacrifice your table inside of your office, when you can be that sacrificial to open up to God, that's when you become a Christian. That's when you really understand what repentance is, that what God, the opportunity for God to uh, share in your life. Those are the. Oh, boy. I think that's what I live for his thought, right? That's what makes me live, not the things that I have, right? So that's so I really cherish in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I cherish the black belt God gave me because he's a grandmaster of grandmasters. There ain't nobody grander than him. And for him to have said it, when he acknowledged me as my black belt, I said, thank you, Lord. You are right. And so when, so when people say this, they say, oh, well, you're not, a, you're not officially a black belt. <laughs> I say, well, in the end, the, the, the physical black belts that you receive, ain't, you ain't going to never take it with you. But I'll always take that memorial of me receiving a black belt from my master who guided me in jujitsu anyway. <laughs> Most of the, Am I making sense? They guided sure. me to the books that guided me to righteousness. So I walk with God. God is my, that's why I say God is my grandmaster (laughs) and nobody else (laughs) is grander than him. And I literally left Brazilian jiu-jitsu to the point that I said, well, if any man can come and go to the kingdom of God and acknowledge what God is thinking and bring it down on earth to give me my rank, then I'll take it. But until that time, I'm just like, hey, uh, you know, I'm good. I'm good. You know, at, as I get, yeah, you know, more time is done in it or whatever. I'm just like, oh God, what what rank am I in the in you know in eternity being registered? <laughs> <It's> right, like
3: <laughs> yeah. I said, I say, I'll take that right. <laughs> and you know, coming into jujitsu and seeing how long people stay with an instructor, right, for years, mm-hmm. right, and we saw that concept and we understood it but you know because some people it's like wow Christina why would you all leave at brown belt you're so close to getting that belt and it's like but at what cost
4: yeah I see
3: a lot of coward attitude amongst Mm -hmm. people in jujitsu because this belt is held as such a high Mm. you know authority as though it is like a god right and it's like wait a minute you know you got me chasing this carrot right but yes. when do you understand that you are the one chasing the carrot? And yep. we just, you know, we stopped drinking the juice. Mm.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, I, <laughs> like, I, I would never and really we stop, do wait,
3: that. Right. We're not drinking the Kool Aid. I mean, you're, you're, you're on like, your
0: own journey. Well, oh, yeah. I mean,
3: we understood we were there for. And then it's like, okay, now there's a conflict of interest coming about, right? Right. And so we became more enlightened because you do see more things the longer you are part of this journey. And so we just weren't cowards to say, oh, I'm going to keep going along with this. It's like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. No, you know, I'm seeing a conflict of interest here, you know, spiritually. And we weren't cowards. We stood up for it. And, you know, we're taking persecution. and But, you know, what you're seeing is something happening at a lower level or at a smaller level, and many great things start off small. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're looking forward to this growing even, you know, Bigger than what it is, but
0: maybe not through your pers- your your exact association necessarily, but possibly you inspire others. Well, yeah. no, so does, that, so does that sound right, or is it? Are you referring to through seminary martial? Yes,
2: okay. right. So we're not. I'm not trying to change Brazil jiu-jitsu. Okay. I'm not trying to change Brazil jiu-jitsu culture. You know, uh, I'm simply saying that in seminary martial arts, which will develop priests... The priests have to go to a uh, utagogy, not a pedagogy, uh, state and definitely have andragogy uh, and then go up to a theogogy state of mind in regards to how they approach a subject. So uh, theogogy is saying God is thinking. You know, which is the power of any spirit is thought, you know, that God is thinking And his thoughts are right. Therefore, whatever God says, that's what's best for me. So then uh, the profound question that when people receive their black belts after five years, which is not Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know, uh, receive their uh, black belt in the seminary martial science, then they will be asked, uh, what does your master say? You know, because the first year they're learning repentance, second year they're learning about, uh, or our first year they're learning godliness. Second year they're learning repentance. Next year they're learning about uh, what is the ghosting of God, and then what is the, what is the blood of Jesus used for in regards to your property, or in other words, the blood being put on the lintel of your of your mansion so that he could pass over, and the power of the of his sacrifice. And then also coming into the knowledge of you as an ark of his covenant. So then they're learning all these spiritual levels as they're going through. But remember, I'm making priests. It's making, it's unto the Lord a priest. (laughs) This is a person that would go out into the community doing good and doing, you know, sacrificial things for the edification of the community. So then that the Lord is not overburdened up in heaven having to hear the, the prayers. Right. That, and that's what causes a city uh, to have a downfall when there when when so much wickedness goes up too high. And the priests are not able to move amongst the it's the yin and the yang <laughs> and you have to keep this balance. And that's what. <laughs> so we're trying to keep God from having to come to like a Sodom and Gomorrah and this and this. So it's it's a job all by itself in a spiritual sense for what priests do and even on the other side what they do. You know, that that it's all moving and God made it all. And God is through all of it. So it's just a it's a common respect on both sides. It's not really even a war and conflict. It's just a movement of most people don't know that the yin and the yang actually moves. You can't keep the same space. You can't be rooted and grounded. You have to know when to give
0: and to take, and just move as God tells us all to move. Okay, all right. Um, if someone's interested in learning more about seminary martial sciences, is there a way that they can do that? Is there an Instagram page or is yeah, just a- us? Okay, okay. And the, and then we I say, appreciate you guys letting me check in with you. Oh, thank you. I think it's about a year, maybe every year. I hopefully hear from you. Mm-hmm.
4: Yes, awesome. yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. Good. Yep.
0: I, I don't yeah, think yeah, that's a, a, a bad strategy. There, mm-hmm. you know. You said that, uh, you know, people have criticized you in some ways. You could right. say maybe persecuted almost. And within this community, some people have been not so nice. I, I would say help to develop the <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I okay. think of it in a positive way. But you yeah. have had some people who have stuck by you and been supportive. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's important.
3: Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, this is our journey. Our right. journey isn't everybody's journey.
0: Right. right?
3: And we understand that. And You're and not doing can't.
0: anything to anyone. No, yeah, you're not. Like no. me, you're not doing anything disrespectful. You know, you're not negatively no. impacting anyone. Really?
2: Well, I say this: uh, we pray for our enemies, mm. Mm. <laughs> and I say that in a sense of uh, praying that they understand that. Oh, just praying that they understand. Do not touch what God is thinking about. Uh, and you know because then you're touching God, and that's a lot to be touching. Okay. And so that's what. We, and but then if they don't, then we just become watchers of it, and that's the choice that they made. So, but we only can just say it with our own, you know, how we just perceive it. You're gonna always have foolish people, you know, like with the story of Daniel. It, they were foolish. They those were the same people he had saved. That came after him, but he was out for their good. And then, the, when they did bad to him, it came back to them. And it's like to think about your house, mm. to think about because they didn't just die; it was also their families. <laughs> you can put a curse, you know. So that's what we say. We, you know, we pray that you know, you know, take and heed the warnings <laughs> and understand the scriptures and how it all kind of works and you know, then we all can work
3: together Mm -hmm.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: because it's really not about tearing down as it is more, uh, you know, making sure that God is pleased. God does want to see those who will not pass. And then he also wants to see those who will pass and very few will pass.
0: And most people won't pass. (laughs) Well, I really appreciate you guys having me out. Um, Before we wrap up the episode or the interview, whatever you want to call it, do you guys have any closing, anything you'd like to say, any of you, anything in particular you're doing your Sundays? Is that a a woman's program? Is that open to if someone's interested in training a female or to be possibly interested? Are you open to...
4: Yeah, well, like, we, females,
2: since, it's since it's like it, it's at our
0: house, we don't have so many people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, because yeah. then the people, they'll be like,
2: what for are you them, doing <laughs> over there? Like, oh, my God. Oh. I like
0: Regardless, you are, you have good training partners now. Yes. You're able to get good roles. You guys yes. got a good crew right now, so mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Well, I appreciate yep. appreciate you all having me out, and I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Of course, we will have another episode of The Kelly Patrick Show. Out soon. Thank you.